Welcome, everybody, to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Reed. Here, we'll talk about everything from education to passion, innovation, X-Factor, pop culture, entrepreneurship, and more. And if you like what you hear, please think of subscribing to us. We would love to have you continue listening and supporting the Pixel Classroom Podcast. And now, let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, first live streaming of the Pixel Classroom podcast. Hope everybody is doing well today. So we are up on the pieces here. So we're going to go ahead and get this going here. I have live area two here. Also, give me a little bit here since I am uh, quickly uh, doing little pieces on there, too, for the overlay. You know, work a little bit here uh, done here. But uh, thank you for coming to the Pixel Classroom podcast. Yes, we have officially switched on off. Uh, to live streaming here. And then, of course, I will do these and add these audios uh, for little pieces on that, too. So we're uh, kind of warning you up on that. So just wanted to get all set here. I'm going to do a little and uh, add some of my logos there. There we go. We've got little areas here that we're set up on here. So give me a little time here. But I decided I kick this all off as we work through the uh, first early areas of working for StreamYard uh, through a book review. And I've got actually a good book review right here. Uh, believe it or not, it is, of course, The Design Thinking Classroom by David Jakes. Believe it or not, if you follow the George Chorus's um, <laughs> um, podcast, you know, he was just recently a guest just a couple of days ago. So it's a pretty cool little areas too. So I'm going to kind of uh, get over here and uh, work on that myself here. So you're all in a second here. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and present here and share my screen here. So there it is. And there you go. So as you can see there, we have the little areas of that right there of the design thinking classroom here on Amazon. Um, so what is the design uh, thinking classroom? Because if you've read, there's actually uh, two versions of this, but this one is by David Jakes, but it is a design approach that can be best served today's students and educators alike. Um, and of course, design thinking to create conditions in the K through 12 teachers and school learns to innovate, improve new uh, educational experiences. So um, this was a book that I wanted to pick up right away. As many know, I am, of course, working on different pieces in the classroom. So I really wanted to get a little areas um, on that. So, of course, um, one of my areas, too, are, of course, to look at design thinking, because one thing I'm looking at for is, of course, how can we use that design thinking? Uh, this year is, of course, my first year I'm teaching multimedia, too, which I've kind of matched the combination between my old intro to graphic design classes and my programming classes to uh, have things more involved in the school community. So my students, it's a small class this uh, semester. Um, designs and works with things for various parts of our school district. So we have things such as PBIS. We are working in a couple things to include the Cardboard Arcade, which we're going to use with our SPED program and a few other things, as well as Mosaic and a couple areas. And of course, we'll work on something very similar to this here with the live stream shows too. So 
I really enjoyed this book. There, as you can see, I love I love uh, doing this here. So I'll go ahead and get back to my regular screen. But I, as you can see, I do tab. I used to do book snaps. I got off Snapchat. Instagram wasn't quite having it. Sorry, Tara. But um, I, of course, tab my books like over here. So I always have like nice little pieces to pop up in here. But I really like these this section right here, which, of course, is from page 54. It's because it talks about the use of technology. It does talk about, you know, the starts of COVID in 2020, but also how to use of your space. Believe it or not, my previous school, I had. Uh, started using my space, but not quite the way it was when I passed things off to the uh, teacher who took my position. He really said about how the space was not being utilized in both rooms. And, you know, he had ways to do that, which was true. Um, something that happens in my current classroom, people have uh, probably seen pictures on my Instagram and other social media forums have realized that, you know, I do have some interesting spacing, but at the same time as I'm still working on it. Um, one of the biggest part is working on our makerspace, but it's more of a community makerspace where we kind of work on that different pieces on everything. So, it's really about getting those areas together and find the space and something i really like that david talks about right here is you know he talks about the different things about the old classic pieces that are uh, done in the classroom you know, in a row or in a side you know i had pods but i really he talks about make sure they the students help design when they do the sp studio space because the truth is those students are in that area they're moving around they're learning it from you as a teacher you have only one specific point of view it doesn't matter if you're in front of the classroom side up over back area too i mean yes you want to see the students everything the way my room is positioned so i can see them all with the computers i have a horseshoe but i have a two level horseshoe it's not like i can cut back in fact i've talked about students who thought about you know one time leaping over the counters I'm like you yeah, don't do that I'm not in my classroom it doesn't work that way but you know one thing is i can see the classrooms but when you know a student has you know raises their hand or say hey dr reed come over here i kind of have to go a specific way and sometimes it's an issue sometimes i have backpacks over on the far side i'm kind of working on trying to get kind of a cubby holder on that too yes i really am um but i have this whole area on the lower level it's just open space and i've kind of started moving things slowly to that now i don't have my 3d printer in there because when it's working it, you know it's very distracting people like watching it but they like watching that more than actually what we're doing in the lesson it could be anything from perler beads to designing videos to learning about banking basics but the truth is it kind of gets the focus and why it's in the next room next to me which is a um, a flex room it is used once for special ed for math but it is a very open room that i have for work and construction but also for the maker spaces we have our studio there yearbook meets in there so we're really talking about using that space and i really like how david talks about the design thinking too and believe it or not, i asked a couple of my students when i was doing some of the pieces such as the green screen and of course our own roadcaster you know what they feel is a better area for that and that kind of led to a lot of that design so there's a lot of good areas here. I really like how he talks about employing design-based pedagogy and the three, you know, three strategies such as making observations, asking questions, you know, developing points of view, um, and then how they learn those technology tools. Because there's many students that can pick up a technology tool like that, and then there are many that really have an issue. And I'm going to go ahead and share my uh, little person up here because I I just really like doing this um but i'm going to of course uh go ahead and sh uh share the little piece here with uh david's little room here which is really awesome and if i put that over there that's much no actually let's try that a little better so you guys i'm getting used to let's, there we go let's do let's do the overhead there but um david's website has a great little piece on here he talks about um the books he also talks about the services such as one thing doing organized changing but i really like right here about learning space design he really really nicely goes into space design here i mean he has real areas too about his little 
area, but also how that was as I was talking about it. And you actually can get his portfolio over here, but he really does a nice job of this. And I really like how he does the learning space design. I mean, his is much more of it. In fact, this is like my second dream room um, when I look at this. I mean, seriously, I love David's uh, work for the learning space. Believe it or not, I'm only about 20 minutes from a school that has a learning space very similar to this and uh, kind of runs off my ideas um, for areas. But it's really, I really like this. And you can, you know, check it out right there um, at his website. And I'll go ahead and um, leave a link on this for those who, uh, of course, in the descriptions, but also for the uh, audio version of this podcast. But um, this reason why people always ask me why I buy all these books. I buy all these learning books and they're like, you know, Ryan, you're one of the biggest people I know that like just like has the most area on these videos. And I just say, because I'm always learning. One thing I don't do is stop learning. And I know there's some people in there say, Hey, you've learned enough, or I've learned enough, or, you know, what do you expect that to happen? And the truth is that, you know, you don't really always stop learning here. And one thing, the reason why I get these books to help me, I mean, there's some things that, you know, David talks about here. I'm currently doing the classroom. Some things I've been doing in the classroom so it's nice to know to see i'm on that areas but i really am looking at ways to utilize my space ways to work with that thinking i've gotten more into peer reviews in this last year thanks to edu protocols as well as some things from my own instructional coaching but um something i really do like about this book the design clinics where it really gives you a good step-by-step -step. he gives you experience he talks about where not to completely rely on but just doing everything i really really like his you know column tools and everything else here too i have something similar to this using um google Jamboard, which is in more of a digital form here and i'm kind of utilizing that a little bit more as time goes on too but i really like how he just has that areas and pieces he does a great job at innovation web and quite a few other things the implementation grid is beautiful which shows i'm going to be probably utilizing more as the semester winds down which is hard to believe we are about three months away from the current school year from being over knock on wood but um, that this book really has a lot. I've got this nicely tabbed and stuff, and I will probably be using this quite a while as the time goes on. And then, of course, um, after the school year over, many people know I check out until after July 5th, and then I start planning my next school year. But I've already got my ideas together for my design thinking place to really start bringing my room with the space as well as my flex room next door and the other classroom to really reutilize that space. So David, thank you so much for this. This is a very good book. I know you talked about this more in George's podcast. Um, those who do not follow George chorus, go do that right now. He's been on, um, on the pot, my podcast before you can go check out the uh, former episodes on that one right now. If you on your favorite device, whether it's, you know, Apple to Spotify to of course, anchor itself, which I record on. So, and that's really all I have to do here guys. So, you know, thank you for bearing with me. I'm going to get a little bit more on this as time goes on. So, you know, give, give me, give me time on this uh, for areas too. So, but um, you know, I, I'm still learning here. Um, I do want to thank uh, Carrie Runcombe uh, and of course my buddy, Brad Douglas and Zach, joiner for really getting me to finally get onto Streamyard here and taking that plunge into this so thank you for those who are watching um which isn't very many people hopefully our first up our first guest episode coming up here later this wednesday a shout out for that was uh sarah thompson will be on with us that that will do very well so you know thank you for being on here and thank you for listening and everything you do guys and i will talk to you later on the pixel classroom podcast
Thank you for joining us in today's episode of the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Remember, you can find us on our, our social media pieces here, right here in the show notes and the episode descriptions. If you like what you hear, please think of subscribing to us on the various networks of your favorite listening for podcasts. I hope to join you again next time for the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.